feel free to like like put a, like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. Hello and welcome to the Standing Desk Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. This week, we have a jam-packed episode for you with some of the latest news and trends in the world of standing desks. First up, we'll be discussing a recent study found that using a standing desk can actually reduce your risk of obesity and other health issues. We'll also be talking about the rise of the popularity of electric standing desks and whether they're actually worth the extra cost, but that's not all. We'll also be taking a look at some of the most innovative standing desk designs on the market, how they're changing the way that we work. Plus, we'll be sharing some tips and tricks for getting the most out of your standing desk. So grab a cup mm-hmm. of coffee and join us for this week's episode of the Standing Desk Podcast, where we're standing up for better health and productivity. Wow. Is, is this AI generated? So there is a new AI tool out there called ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. And it is the craziest thing I have ever yeah. seen in my life. So that intro that I just said right there was 100% AI generated by the prompt. And the prompt I gave it was, I am Dan, host of the Standing Desk Podcast. Write me an opener for this week's episode that includes relevant topics from this week of news. And then it spit me out that intro right there. It's pretty good. It's so impressive. Like, I think the coolest thing about this for me, um, also welcome to the episode. We're just jumping right in. Um, <laughs> and for the record, I didn't know that that's what that was. I just like... Yeah, I just, I just went for it. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> This this tool has it's supposed to be the most conversational AI kind of tool or experience out like on the market or whatever you want to call it. Um, it. It recognizes any language and can converse in any language, which includes also coding languages. Mm-hmm. So people are actually giving it prompts to say in Python, give me a script that will do X Y Z, and it is giving them this script, and people are able to run it flawlessly. Like there's no bugs, there's no issues. There was one where. This guy was giving it a prompt to, you know, take a picture using his webcam in a game with a given command. And it even gave him troubleshooting if the, like, if this part of the code isn't working, you need to do X, Y, Z. And it was, that was exactly what it was. It is so impressive. Like there was this guy I saw on TikTok that, that wrote a whole, I think it was like a 10 paragraph essay on To Kill a Mockingbird (laughs) based on what this AI did. It, and it, he literally just told it, I need an, a long essay on these topics for To Kill a Mockingbird. And it just spit it out. Yeah, I saw some like uh, master's student write a thesis or like a basis of a thesis uh, through this, like on something complex. I think it was like economics related. Um, it's crazy. But before everyone panics and thinks that robots are stealing our jobs, I read this great post about how, because I've, I've felt that too. Um that it's kind of scary how quickly AI is developing. But um, this one really smart guy phrased it and or framed it in a, in a way that I thought was really interesting, which is that this is essentially going to be like the auto uh, autofill for everything. So you like give it a prompt and then it'll write something. And then you kind of just like tweak it where necessary. Right. Cause obviously that intro to the staying desk wasn't, perfect it's not like something it's we're not actually talking about standing desk what you're talking about but like so you can make edits to the code or like maybe i don't know just put in something little nuances that you want uh i think that's more even more the case with like columns you know columnists could like write a prompt um and it helps to like gather all the information about whatever the cold war 
and then you just tweak it from there. So I don't think it's going to steal a bunch of jobs. I think it's just, you know, it's going to, it's going to create new ways of thinking. Yeah. Well, just new efficiencies, new uh, synergies between humans and technology. <laughs> that's right. Oh man. So that's, that's pretty wild. Uh, kind of veering off into a different subject area. Now it is kind of getting towards the end of the year. Somehow it is, you know, the beginning of December, 2023 is fast approaching us. Crazy stuff. And it's, it's, it's that time of the year where we're starting to get, you know, year end awards and like year end kind of year, year end reviews, recaps, things of that nature. <clears throat> uh, there's, there's two main dictionaries in the world. One of them is the Merriam, Merriman Webster, and the other one is the Oxford uh, you know, English dictionary. They have recently, the lesser, the lesser, but they might be the greater now because they have chosen their word of the year. The word of the year from Oxford has been chosen. Ben, did you hear what it was? I don't know. It was a gaslighting. No, that was oh. the, that was the other one for that was Marion Webster. Yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, Oxford's, Oxford's is Goblin Mode, dude. I thought <laughs> Goblin I Mode. Thought, I literally saw this on Instagram on like a meme page, and I thought it was a spoof. I it thought someone photoshopped it. One hundred percent legit. Twenty twenty two is the year of Goblin Mode, bro. Let's go. Which is defined as unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy behavior. <laughs> I heard going goblin a couple times. I don't know if I heard it ever. I, I don't I think was, I heard it a single time. I thought it was in like some weird pockets of the internet, but here we are. Like, and so <laughs> there was an official statement put out like saying, given the year we've experienced, we've just experienced goblin mode resonates with all of us who are feeling a little bit overwhelmed at this point it's a relief to acknowledge that we're not always the idealized curated selves that we're encouraged to present on our instagram and tiktok feeds that's right folks even though instagram and tiktok it might look perfect we all know that deep down inside you're going goblin mode. goblin time baby yeah, Stephen King even tweeted, I learned a new phrase today, going goblin. I intend to use it goblin. at every opportunity. So yeah, we're going like, goblin. Maybe. What actually is the context for that? Bro, just just <laughs> wait for that next Stephen King thriller, bro. About yeah, a goblin in constant goblin mode. Just stuck in goblin mode. <laughs> uh, speaking of people being in goblin mode, uh, I had uh, a friend, uh, shout out Mike Wagner, sent me a post from LinkedIn. That is truly one of the, I, I'm, I'm praying that this is a bit, because if this isn't a bit, it's this, this would take the award for the worst LinkedIn post of the year. Maybe ever actually. <laughs> uh, this man says, <clears throat> I'm traveling for work. And instead of eating a fancy dinner out, I've decided to cook a cheaper meal in the hotel room. Okay. That's weird, but all right, go off King. Okay. Even though the hotel room didn't have a kitchen, where are we going with this, mm -hmm. Alexander? Mm -hmm. I managed to use the coffee machine to cook chicken with butter and garlic. Mm. Although my company allows me to expense dinner while traveling, I wanted to save money because I know every dollar counts on the PL. It's the little things that get you promoted. Hashtag work, hashtag money, hashtag hotel, hashtag coffee, hashtag promotion, hashtag career advice. Now, if mm. this was just a purely text post, I would say this is satire. Oh, the no. man included an image oh, no. of raw chicken oh, in no. a coffee pot with spices and butter. Oh, did he show the final product? No, he just showed the raw chicken. With so the it definitely didn't work. <laughs> no, <laughs> Confirmed did not work. Zero percent chance that actually worked. 
if he actually made the chicken, he would have shown the, the final product. Yeah, look at it. It's incredible. <laughs> it looks like fucking Ben Shapiro's chicken on Thanksgiving. Oh, just unseasoned. Or Marjorie Taylor just Greens. Unseasoned as blanched. hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is either the most dedicated bit I've ever seen on LinkedIn, or this is truly the final evolution of a grind set. Bro, this is literally like a joke I told. I, I was like, yeah, I was thinking about when I was did a work trip. I was like, yeah, I was thinking about taking the train, you know, gotta gotta help that that bottom line. This like, is a like it's a joke. It's and not a good one at that. <laughs> this, this guy doesn't understand the concept of materiality clearly. Dude, you're you're 150 bucks you're saving on your work trip by not eating out. That's gonna that's a sneeze. Bro, see if I was looking at it, he's like all right, Mike, you're, you're coming up. You're coming up to SVP, baby. Yeah, our, our SG&A expenses got cut by $150. You son you of saved a gun. The company. You it's, done, it's did you. it again. You saved us from, from turmoil, from bankruptcy. $150 is material to a lemonade stand. <laughs> Wait, what's the company? It. Do you know? No, uh, he didn't list it in his uh, title. Uh, mm. It just says building bits as his oh. header. Dude, it is a bit. <laughs> Literally building bits. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I'll be. Okay. Either I see. I just Wait, what's guy. his name? Mike? Uh, Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> Mike sent this to me. Oh, okay. okay. So, Classic Alexander, dude. Alexander. That is such an Alexander thing to do. I'm not going to lie. No dude, offense to the Alexanders out there, but making coffee in a chicken pot. Is, or, no. Wait, making chicken in a coffee pot. <laughs> I need a chicken pot, bro. <laughs> This is something you would do. I would firmly believe it. For sure. Dude, in Japan, they had like, uh, do they have um, water heaters in, in America? I can't remember. No, all my water is cold. I mean, like the like electric ones you can plug in. Oh, probably somewhere. I don't know. They had that as clutch. I made some ramen. Actually, you know what's sad is the first ramen I had in Japan was uh, in instant ramen from it's 7-Eleven. Still, it's still like. <laughs> it was dang. Oh, good. Was it was it like the same old like Marathon brand. Or oh whatever? yeah, of course, of course. Oh, Don't get me wrong; it, it was fine. Different man. It's like making pizza in New York with like the water. It's exactly, just, it's just dude. Exactly. Well, speaking of horrifying professional activities, uh, it's finally happened. I've I've seen something incredible with my own eyes, and not just on the internet. Oh, I was <clears throat> I was on a call this this last week, sales call, uh, talking with a team. A uh, large international team. So there's probably, you know, at this point, there was probably six people on the call or on the prospect side. And then there was me and a few others. And people are slowly starting to filter in. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Good to see everybody. And then I noticed this one guy's camera was kind of like half black, half like visible. Hmm. And so it, it was my clever deduction that he had one of those little like things that you slide over your webcam uh, to yes. prevent it from being yeah. open. Sure. His, his wasn't fully closed, though, was the issue. Right. His was half open. Right. And so he left his camera on because he thought he wasn't going to be visible. And he was doing some deeds that should not be done. <laughs> he was shirtless. Oh. I saw at one point he got up to plug in the fan that was behind him. And I saw his whole body. He was wearing like just white basketball shorts. Was there like a, a box of Kleenex? And, like some <laughs> lotion? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's what he's doing on sales calls, man. I got it. It's happened before, bro. It's happened before. How is, how do you not look and check your own camera when you get on a Zoom call? How do you not look and say, 
it's fine that I just I just am showing off my half naked body right now. It's psycho that anyone would trust a little piece of plastic. Do you oh, think that's oh. just something he does. They're like, oh, oh. that's just Manuel. He just, he just does that. <laughs> Great accountant, really just doesn't like clothes. Yeah, I mean, look at those washboard out. I'd yeah. do the same thing. He's just he's showing off. I get it. I would I would do it too. The amount of self control that I had to use to not just absolutely lose it in the middle of that call. Cause I'm sitting there and I'm seeing filter people filtering and I'm like staring at the screen. I'm like, there's no way. And like, I, like I send a message to like the other two guys on my team. I'm like, does that dude not have a shirt on? And then both of them are like sitting, like our, we had our sales director, like the top guy, like for the whole Eastern uh-huh. region for sales on the call, he had to go camera off. He's like, dude, I'm crying over here. <laughs> uh, it was one of the most Wait, unbelievable things I've ever seen in my life. Have you met this guy? No, this is the first time I've ever seen this guy in my life. Oh, wow. He's on your team or he's an external guy? He is an external guy. Because oh, okay. Shirtless McGee was not on my team. What company are we talking? Are you allowed nah. to disclose? I, 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 I'm, to disclose. I'm, not, I'm not going to disclose. It was the Globetrotters, wasn't it, bro? It's a circus over there. It was Turning Point USA. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was It was just hilarious. At that point, you just got to be like, yo, bro, how much you benching these days? Well, we're, Yo, your pecs looking great, dog. I was trying so hard to make like a full coverage joke or something mm. like that throughout. Like <laughs> that's pretty good. Like, oh yeah, like the price isn't that bad. It's no shirt off your back or something. Oh like yeah, yeah. But that was I. I, I, I didn't have we just guts. got some skin in the game here at Flowcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I, this guy even had the like he he was just he was asking questions in the chat and everything. I was like, he doesn't care. But he was shirtless the whole time. He didn't like return with the shirt. Well, about like two thirds of the way through the meeting, he I think he realized and then he shut off his camera. But his whole team left him out to dry. There were so many other people on the call by the end, and they just he, he was just still sitting there, camera off, camera on, shirtless. So you're telling me at least like twenty minutes go by, you can see your your own camera on the screen. Yeah, and he just never looked at it. It's like, oh, right, I forgot. Normal people don't do this. Ah, oh, that's on me. <laughs> Getting some weird looks, some kind of uneasiness. I, just kind of maybe it's a weird team. They're not yeah. into nudist colonies like I. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's not the way it's done. But, yeah. <laughs> that's wild, top, man. Top Zumona via right there for me. Welcome back. This is uh, Icebreaker, where we call someone and ask them a random question or a set of questions. So we're going to be calling uh, our pal from high school, Andrew. Uh, good guy. He lives in Boston. He, like, did he uh, college on the East Coast? Came back to the West Coast for a little bit. Now he's back there, so he's kind of he's kind of taken both sides of the coast uh, by storm. But we're gonna we're gonna get his thoughts on on the east side of the country. I think I actually met Andrew in like grade school. Oh wow! Howdy, Andrew. You're on the Standing Desk podcast. What's up, man? Oh, I'm honored. I'm uh, nothing too much. How about you guys? We're good. We're good. You can't hear Dan because we've got this weird Zoom setup, but he can hear you and he says hello. I do. Oh, very I cool. Tell Dan to say hi. <laughs> he can hear me, I guess. But <laughs> so uh, we have this podcast, and one of the segments is called Icebreaker, where we uh, call someone and ask them some random questions. So since you you live in Boston, right? Yep, yeah, Boston. So we've got some Boston-themed questions for you. So my first question for you is, what is the worst part about Boston besides the weather? Um, probably the 
people, not the people, but the people that don't live here, like the tourists and stuff, they just cause so much like trouble, not trouble in terms of like physical violent trouble, but they don't know how to walk in the street. Oh, sure. Um, do you, are these like international tourists? Are we talking other yeah. Americans? Yeah, international tourists, and there's, I mean, the streets and sidewalks are small, so it's just oh yeah, I'm a fast walker, and so they really get in my way. <laughs> That's a good point. What's the biggest tourist trap in Boston? Newberry Street, because the sidewalks are so small. That is tough. That is tough to be a pedestrian on small yeah, street with tourists. Okay, cool. So my next question for you is, uh, it's a would you rather. Would you rather have a bowl of warm clam chowder thrown in your face once a month but you don't know when it will happen or be forced to watch Goodwill hunting once a week for a year. Oh, uh, the clam, how often is a clam chowder? It's once a month, but you don't know when it'll happen at a random, a like random it could time happen at work when I'm wearing a nice shirt. Exactly. It could happen at your wedding. It could happen at like a funeral. It could happen anywhere. I think I'd probably do. I mean, the Goodwill hunting is like a three, that's a long movie. It's a yeah, long- clam chowder, I think. Okay, I respect. I mean, Goodwill Hunting. Did you guys do the Goodwill Hunting? It's it's a great movie. I mean, an all timer, but I you know, like that movie. Oh, that's a hot take. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, the clam chowder. Dan, what would you do? I'd probably, I'd probably go with the clam chowder too. Yeah, we're all taking the clam chowder here. <laughs> clam chowder to the dome. Okay, on the on the movie theme, start bench cut. The, the following three. Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Three Boston actors. Yeah. Uh, start Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Matt Damon. Uh, ben Affleck is last, and then Matt Damon second. Okay, so cut Ben and then bench Matt. I, yeah. I respect that. But So you're, you're benching the Batman? Or was he Batman? Uh, was Ben Affleck ever Batman? Ben Affleck was Batman. Oh, yeah, and Batman versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. No. Uh, yeah, but I don't like um, Ben Affleck. He's definitely up. He's a scumbag, for sure. We're all thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, this is my next one. Uh, this, I, I was waffling on this one, but I, I decided to go with the more PG option. So would you rather wear a full Boston Celtics kit? So Jersey... Shorts, full green, the whole uh, thing every day, or a Derek Jeter jersey every day in Boston. Uh, what was the less PG one? I, I think I would probably do the less PG one or an Aaron Hernandez jersey. <laughs> oh, dude, I'd wear the Aaron Hernandez jersey anywhere. That's awesome. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is he is he celebrated in New England? Oh, uh, no, I, yeah. I don't know. I, People here are like they're super about the teams, but they're not really like people wouldn't fight you. So I just think the Aaron Hernandez jersey would be funny. <laughs> I probably get like dabbed up plus man. Aaron Hernandez. It is pretty ironic. Okay, I respect that. Uh, okay, and then who's worse, extremely passionate Boston sports fans or your average fitness influencer? Um, I feel like the fitness influencer. I, I think that Boston wow. sports fans. I mean, the Bruins have been pretty good. The Pats, obviously, uh, not maybe not right now, but I feel like they kind of have a right to be pretty in your face about it. God, they're so unbearable, dude. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is it like as bad in the heart of the storm, in the eye of the storm, like you are, or do they just like visit other places and take? It's not like crazy. I've had like people wouldn't fight you here. I I went to school in upstate New York, and I think like Bills fans are much worse. They'll fight you if you wear a different jersey. They they do get rowdy for sure. They're pretty tame here, I would say, even though they're passionate. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, And then my final question for you: We'll end on a high note. What's your favorite part about Boston? Uh, I, it's very accessible. You can go to different parts of the city. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when people move here when in like a friend group, a lot of people live in different parts of the city. So you can really, there's a lot to do and it's easy to get everywhere. So I, I love it. What's your favorite like uh, neighborhood? Back Bay where I live. Okay, sweet. What's your address? Nice. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you so much for being on the, the show. We really appreciate you taking the time. Of course. I'm honored. Good luck, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. There it is. I can kind of get the Ben, the ben Affleck disrespect. Yeah. People don't him. like him, but I don't know why. I've never heard, like, a good reason as to why people don't like him. You know what I'm saying? He's, like, parsley. He's just there. I feel yeah. like he's, like, not – he doesn't stand out or anything. No one asks for Ben Affleck or parsley, man. Is he he's the Anne Hathaway of actors? He might be. Because <laughs> he he's in like a lot of good movies, you know. Is he? Yeah, Gone Girl, uh, oh, yeah. Goodwill Hunting, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> I mean, I think I feel like in like Goodwill Hunting and all that, he's like not even like the lead actor. Oh, I guess he was in Argo. Well, he was produced. No, he produced Argo. Yeah, he did both. He well, that's the thing. He is like he does like produce and direct a lot of these. Yeah, he's probably a good producer. All right, shout out. Boston. Welcome back. So recently, uh, people have been posting AI-generated selfies of themselves, self-portraits, if you will, made by uh, robots somewhere in Silicon Valley. So essentially, there's this app. I'm not going to name it because I don't want to give them free press. And um, you upload some images of yourself, and then it generates a new like drawing new artwork that acts as a selfie of you. And it gives you like 50 for like five bucks. Um, And uh, I don't know why people are one paying for this and two posting it when they have like real, real life pictures of themselves. Don't know. What are, what are like the, the generated ones? Is it just like you at the beach, you somewhere else, or is it like dragons? So like, I know a guy who posted 10 on Facebook. So we know he paid for these and it's literally just like his face with like a purple galaxy background. And it's just like, it looks like, like a really good watercolor drawing. It's, it's really well done. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's brilliant, brilliant work. Some bright minds were behind that, but I'm like, just wait till he finds out about zoom backgrounds. (laughs) so um one don't do this no one cares it's very main character syndrome uh but so this got me thinking like what are some other corny ass internet trends that we we've had to endure maybe even participated in throughout the years so daniel would you want to kick us off with with your first corny or maybe even goofy internet trend goofy if you will um (laughs) i i don't i don't know the polite way to say this i there it was it was more of an era really um <laughs> the swag era 
what were we I'm doing? Guilty. What guilty was going on? Charged, what officer. are we doing there? <laughs> yeah. Take him away. You just just lock me up. Your Honor, this <laughs> man was mind. swagged out in 2011. How do we feel about Beast? I was just talking about Beast the other day. Beast, Beast was Beast was like, kind of a move. Beast was like the hipster swag, bro. Beast was if someone called you a beast, that feels good. Dude, for real. I feel like it's kind of made a comeback, Loki. Yeah. It's yeah. a compliment. Yeah, swag it was swagification of everything. Like, I don't know what it like. It was the whole like like covering your eyes and like pulling down your snapback and like just there was something about that that hurt me physically. Mm-hmm. Or how about just like the hashtag of everything, like hashtag Ben Trill. Remember that brand of like packs? Oh, I remember Ben Trill. Uh, just, I was never trill enough to wear their stuff, but remember and then remember those like half-baked images was like and it would have like some caption of like a guy be wearing like a Boston Celtics snapback head down, like you say, and be like real people with swag feed their pets on time. <laughs> so yeah. ridiculous statement. You're like, bro, you're 11 years old. You, <laughs> what are we doing here? I would say the same. I would tack on YOLO to that. It was There was a rough Ooh, time where YOLO was know. everywhere. Yeah. Okay. I, I can. Uh, the swag. I In the moment, I thought swag was corny. Okay. Okay. I was, that was even in the moment, not even true. retrospectively. It was, it was an ironic thing. I, th- I think it was one of those many things where it's ironic and becomes post-ironic. At least for yeah, me. That's how YOLO was. Yeah. YOLO, dude. Um, okay. My next one is Facebook related as well. So on Facebook, you know this. I won't put truth is there because truth is this word. It's word iconic, brings. dude. Honestly, love truth. Love Bring it back. Truth. Bring back a truth is. Yeah, they honestly broke down a lot of barriers in society. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm I'm going with those posts that were like, like this if we're friends. Comment a winky face if you think I'm cute. <laughs> Comment a smiley if you want to talk more. <laughs> Just like being horny on main, bro. On main, <laughs> on main FB, dude. Do you know what's horrifying is like I know I posted a few of those before, where like it was like the comment, like like the like the list of questions, and I'd answer it for people. Yeah, and I didn't know what smash or pass meant. <laughs> I thought it was like fight. I thought smash was like fight, like smash bros. Yeah. I'm like terrified to think that I probably put smash on like a few random people's page. <laughs> I don't, I, I wake up in sweats at night thinking about that. Oh my God. Well, that would explain so much. You're passing up like all the girls you're interested in. I would yeah. fight you. Oh uh, I would never, I would never pass. That's you probably tough. So many you know how tough that like- is? <laughs> this nerd just said pass. You're like the crush of your lifetime. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you just, just, he rated me a nine, but he gave me a pass. That is, I was a Sigma. I was a Sigma on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Okay. My next one is more recent challenge or trend. And it is, well, it's not really a challenge, but um, reposting influencers or brands posts for, to, for a chance at something free. A giveaway post, bro. Like I'm talking the red swimsuit. Red swimsuit. We all know that. And even worse, bro. I'd say it's hey, like that was a guarantee. No brick cars. Oh, come on! You're not getting a car, bro. Did you buy a lottery ticket this year? Uh yes. <laughs> but 
It's but it's like I'm not showing off to the world. I didn't post my ticket. I'm not <laughs> showing off to That's the fair. world, bro. <laughs> How else you, you you can't win if you don't play? It's just it's corny. It's a corn. Maybe playing lottery is corny, but it's not on the internet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I get, I get. <laughs> I'm not, hey, I'm all for like giveaways and stuff, but you're not gonna fucking get it, bro. You don't need to. Sh- I feel like it's it's like people know that they're not gonna get. It. They just want to be a part of a moment. That's fair. I yeah. which I guess is more understandable, but it's just corny. It's just yeah. corny. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with. <clears throat> anything mainstream that involved the word prank. Mm, okay. Like the old prank videos were throwing up gang signs to <laughs> dudes in snapbacks in the hood <laughs> gone wrong. So people died, brother. Like it, it, and the worst part was like so many of them were scripted. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, and, and even the pranks, like that weren't scripted were that's not a prank that's assault <laughs> like most of the time it was like hitting people with my car gone no. wrong like, no it's a, prank, it's, a prank, it's a prank i can't feel my legs that mistrial guy and Corey's like no it was a prank no bro i, <laughs> I ran over these guys as a prank they just didn't get it it was no. for the uh, we were filming there's a camera right over there <laughs> Um. Yeah. No, I, I hate I those feel videos. That. I hated them when I saw them in the moment, and I hate them now. I feel like kind of on uh, kind of tangentially related is challenges, but I feel like that's a case by case basis. Some that's were okay. Case case. Obviously, Tide Pod Challenge was the worst. I wouldn't it's even say that's corny. It was just awful. Yeah, it was dumb as hell. Uh, but like the milk uh, ice challenge. challenge was kind of fun. The what? The milk gallon challenge. There was one where people had to like chug a gallon oh, milk right, as fast right. as they could. That's one of the, the worst. Most, the most recent one was the what the crate challenge or whatever. You, you had to walk up like oh yeah crates or something. Yeah, it's random. I, people tried to get the challenges back. It was it wasn't working. No, there was a very we we hit that prime 2016 to 17 era. And yeah. We don't need to bring it back. I'm going to give one final one and then we can move on. Um, and that's the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. I think I've tried to block this out of my memory, bro. But I don't know. Maybe this was fun for girls and young women, et cetera. But, bro, just like putting a cup on your face and getting big lips and posting on Instagram. Why Why do we need to be doing that? I don't What do, I don't. I want to look like Kylie Jenner, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm 14. I can't shell out for Botox and lip filler. Yeah. Hey, I got to get it somehow. Fair enough, man. I get it. If you if you don't have any others, you want to move on to a more recent internet trend that's I sure would. Reasonably corny. <laughs> yeah, I sure I sure would. <laughs> Go right ahead, man. Well, uh, as I was mentioning in the last segment, it is that time of the year where we're doing our annual recaps, lookbacks, uh, nostalgic moments from the year. One of this, what one of which is the most popular thing on the internet right now, which is uh, your Spotify Wrapped, or for those of mm-hmm. us that are apparently culturally stupid, uh, your Apple Music Replay. So, better hey, I know you use Spotify Desktop, so do you still look at your Spotify? No, I, I I don't look at my like I don't use Spotify Desktop that much anymore. Oh, okay. Um, I I use it to like listen to like some random stuff from like my work playlist every every now and then, but that's about it. Gotcha, but. Uh, I think Ben and I, we're, we're going we're gonna to take a light pass through ours. We're going to call out the things that surprised us, shocked us, things we didn't expect to see, things we expected to see that weren't on there, you know? Things like what? 
We'll keep it brief. I know with Spotify rap, it's kind of like dreams where no and one and I were torn on this it. one. <laughs> Unless it involves you, but we'll just take a quick path through in case someone does care. And um, just before I forget, listen to the Stand Desk playlist volume two. It's out. Go to our Instagram at Stand Desk Pod. So it's on there. So without further ado, Ben, do you want to kick us off with uh, off. whatever the first Or because I don't is. have mine up. <laughs> Well, there you go. So the first thing that comes up on my Apple Music replay is my top songs of the year. Um, a lot of the stuff I expected, uh, Origami Angels, High on the List, Rip Mommy was up there, Mac Miller. The thing a lot, I of, didn't uh, ex- a lot of the usual suspects. Yeah, the usual suspects. The thing I didn't expect, though, was there's a song called Mean Streets by Tennis that was released in 2014. It oh. was randomly sent in a Slack group at work, and <clears throat> I was hooked. It became really? my it became my number eight song of the year. Wow. I, I it is just so dang catchy. Okay. I, I, I can't get over it. So I can't say I am uh, familiar. It's got a funny little music video. It's a bunch of dudes dancing in the street. One's like a cowboy, one's okay. like a gangster, uh, like in front of a diner. I don't okay. know. It's a good time in a song. It's catchy. Give it okay. a listen. Mean streets, tennis. Respect. Uh, I that my eight, nine, and ten could not be more wildly different, actually, from my top songs of the year. It was Mean Streets by Tennis, From the Ugly by Kodak Black, <laughs> and then As It Was by Harry Styles. <laughs> Banger, bro. Bro, in like Spotify, it um for each tile, you know, it's like a <laughs> slideshow. For each slide, it does one of your top songs. And I think for the in, the song to intro my top songs was as it was, and I was like, "Do not tell me this." You made it, man. It, it was on it. everybody. I, oh, oh, I don't know oh. why they selected it, but yeah, I think it was on most people's. There, so Apple Music does do a cool thing where it shows you how many unique like artists, albums, and songs you listen to throughout the year. And apparently, I listened to 3,506 3, unique songs this year. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. I was surprised. I was um, happy with that. I don't think Diversity. it shows me that. So shout out, Tim, shout out to some Kirkman gang. Shout out Apple Music. I'm pro Apple, man. Anyway, into your top songs. Anything else? Um, sure. My top songs were kind of random. You're My different. first one was a song "Funky" by Deb Never, bro. I don't, I don't like. I don't really remember listening to it that much, and I haven't listened to it in months. So you just really went hard for like a few months, and I think so, yeah, like January, February, I kind of went went in. Uh, it's kind of a feel song. <laughs> Kind of a gloomy vibe song, you know? Uh, so that's that. And then we got uh, Doom by Juice World, a uh, posthumous release. Uh, I was telling Dan before this, I think Juice World has somehow made at least one song in my top five every year since Dan showed me him. So shout out Juice, rest in power. Uh, Gorgeous by Baby Keem, of course. Mm. Uh, the song by Joseph Cutler called The Lifeboat's Empty. And another Juice World song, not enough. Another posthumous release. Wow, not even the the OGs. That's kind of wild. Love me some Juice World, man. It is so what it, it is. Would it be fair to say that Juice World made like your top ten artists of the year? Uh, he actually did not. Weirdly, that is bizarre to me. Well, what were your top artists? So mm-hmm. my top five: Mac Miller was number one. Um, Rest in peace again. Yeah, Lil Uzi Vert was number two. He 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 keeps making that that appearance on my top yeah, five list. That's crazy. He he, he is him. He, uh, he, he. Rip Mommy was number three. 
Okay. Origami Angel was number four. Okay. And then making their first appearance in Dan's top five this year was uh, the Backseat Lovers at five. Oh, they're good. Nice. Yeah. Respect. No, no real other surprises on there though. Drake, Drake made number nine, so that was Dude. interesting. Drake made Drake's my number four. Ben really actually, Drake consistently makes my top five. Yeah, I actually I think like I'm more of a top five for a long boy time. than I than I always thought. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Not right with that. I know Spike's that guy for a reason. My my number one was Spike. He hasn't really. He's released one album. I know it's it's mind boggling. That's bro. impressive, honestly. <laughs> no. That is very uh, Chelsea, impressive. But I was only in top two percent, so nothing too impressive. Uh, Chelsea Cutler, Lana Drake, in between friends. I was very happy. I saw two of the. I'm I'm going to have seen three out of those five this year. So well, I'll never see my number one. Yeah, I will never see Juice World. So I'm with you, brother. Yeah. Uh. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, I guess I'll in concert. I'll only, I'll have seen one. Two. Where was Spike on your list? Uh, he was number six. Oh, nice. With this. So Ben and I are going to go see Dominic Fike later this year. Uh, but right. with him included, we're going to, I have one, two, three. I'll have seen four of my top 10. Okay. That's good. Not too bad. Not too we're we're going to force uh Fike onto the pod. Don't worry. We're going to yeah, run that good. and time down and <laughs> ask him, uh, is Mount Rushmore of aquatic animals? <laughs> Or some shit. <laughs> what are your three favorite drugs you pretended to take on Euphoria? Yeah. All we right. got to go into the top albums next. Oh, yeah. I don't have this, but go right ahead. Oh, you don't have that? No. Oh, that's weird. I thought Apple Music sucked. <laughs> take that, haters. Bro, you know Apple invested so much money into this project. I know. And it like looks so it's much pers- earlier than Spotify rap, too. Which is the really? Part. Yeah, it's not pretty. You know it got personal for them, that especially that first year when they didn't have anything, and they just went in, bro. <laughs> Billions of dollars in R and D. That's yeah. Well, at least it's better than the metaverse. Um, sure. So for my top albums of the year, my top album was "Sunny Boy" by Rip Momney, uh, to the surprise of nobody. Uh, his that was the second album he released. His first album came in at number three for me. Wow. Uh, hence why he was very high on my list. Yeah. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert. His top album for me was Eternal A Take. <clears throat> okay. Which is surprising. It's an underrated album. Yeah. So that came in at number two. Love is Rage 2 came in at number four. And Luzi Vert vs. the World came in at number 10. Uh, oh. Mac Miller had two albums on there. He had Faces at six and Good AM at eight. I became a very big Good AM fan this year again. I really liked it when it first came out. I remember when it was first released. It was like a pre-release that was only on NPR's website. Oh and wow! So I would be in the gym, like hitting like on songs <laughs> and NPR to listen to. It was crazy. Uh, the one I do want to call out, which is surprising to me, because personally, I think this was my favorite album that was actually released this year, um, which was "Long Lost" by Lord Huron. Hmm. I did not that came, listen. That came out came in at my number nine album of the year, which I which for everything that was released this year, I think it's probably my number one. Wow. Very kind of melancholy cowboy vibes. We love Huron. Yeah, he's he, he is was, a melancholy cowboy. That's a great way to to describe him. Yeah, it, it definitely felt a little more cowboyish than like his first, like that one album. I forget what it's called that we used mm-hmm. to listen to a lot in high school. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like the whole album, top to bottom, was very good. There was a very select few features, and they they were very very good as well. Like it's like top to bottom, the whole album is like. Doesn't he have a song with Phoebe? Yeah. So I mean, I think. It was, I think it was a lot better than his, uh, his last, or it wasn't his last album. So he had Strange Trails before this, which was solid. 
Fide Noir was not good. Lonesome Dreams is the one I was thinking of with you and me, Ben, and that mm. one was very good. Right but up. I think this is maybe one of my hit, like probably his best collection of music, like top to bottom. Check out Lord Huron. He's he's very chill. If you're just looking for kind of like a laid back sort of vibe, yeah, that's kind of the end of my 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 replay, if you will. What do you have anything else outstanding on yours that surprised you or you want to call out? Nothing really. I kind of wish I saw my top albums, but um, here we are. Let us know your Spotify Wrapped uh, reviews and Apple Music recaps. We're interested. I like finding new music. Send it to us. Welcome back to Cooler Talk. It's statistically proven to be everybody's favorite segment (laughs) of the show, actually. Uh, It's the part of the show where Ben and I each try a unique drink each week, whether it's the same or different uh, between the two of us. That's up to be determined. This week, we each got two different ones, or at least I hope so. Yeah, wouldn't that be something if we both got the same one on accident? (laughs) You want to kick us off with whatever is going to be tantalizing your taste buds this week? Sure. Uh, We got this thing called Petal Sparkling Lychee. I think that's how you pronounce it. Lychee Rose. It's a naturally flavored botanical beverage. Wow. Um, It says when... I'm not reading all that. (laughs) It's like, yeah, either I'm happy for you or I'm sorry that happened. I ain't reading all that. But, uh, it says read your vibe. That's all I'll read. You know, three grams of sugar, four grams of carbs. Nothing much to it. A piece of Wonder Bread. That's not good. That is not good at all. <laughs> I want to make that my ringtone. Wow, that's pretty. That tastes like um, tastes like a truly lemonade. In a bad way? Oh, wait. No, that, that's a bad way inherently. Okay. <laughs> but it, but flat. Also, there's no carbonation. Oh, good. Good. But it tastes like, like it tastes like there should be, like it tastes flat. It tastes mm. like there should be carbonation. I do love me some motor oil flavor. Actually, no. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like uh, raspberry, white, flat raspberry white cloth. That sucks. It's, this is disgusting. That sucks. There's, there's no buzz even, so... Really nothing, nothing good to it. I'm going to give it a 2-1. Oh, absolutely slain. Really bad. Really Get wrecked. Bad. The whole flavor lychee. Uh, so for me this week, I, I don't know how to explain what's hap- what I have in my hands right here. Um, this was a surprise drink that was brought to me by my girlfriend that loves me so much. Wow. Uh, that she got me a de la calle tapache. De la calle means of the street. Yeah. So You're part of the streets, bruh. I am part of the streets. This is a fermented beverage of Mexico. We know how well I do with fermented non-alcoholic beverages. Uh, it's craft fermented, by the way, with probiotics, and it's certified organic. Uh, it's chamoy flavored. Oh! Isn't that something weird to put in a carbonated beverage? <laughs> yeah, a little gross. It usually goes on a rim. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a beverage. Yeah, it's 35 calories of fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm absolutely mortified about what's about to happen right here. So here's goes, here goes nothing. Yeah, your stomach's going to be doing backflips, sir. Oh, that was the thickest top of a can I've ever <laughs> felt in my life. <laughs> You're like, I think punch was, the, the pop thing in bulletproof. It taking a 50 caliber bullet to go in there. <laughs> pop tab, pop tab. That's what it's called. Okay. It smells much more sweet than I was anticipating. Okay. Um, very, very pineapple-y. Also a hint of chamoy. Wait, what's um, the brand? Uh, de la Calle. Oh, de la, de la Calle. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just going to dive in. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Okay. 
Smells like pineapple and chamoy. No. <laughs> Tough week. Yeah, it sucks. That's unfortunate. To say Does it taste more like pineapple or more like chamoy? Chamoy. Ooh. That's like true. if you it's like if you gave me a shot that was one part chamoy, two part water. Ooh. It gives me it's giving me like the worst feeling on the back of my throat. <laughs> like it's making you sick. It's implanting bacteria in your throat. I mean, if you like chamoy, like this is for you, I guess. That's that's messed up, man. Damn. No, that's a one eight. Oh, I don't wow. ever drink that again. That's brutal, man. I don't really like chamoy. That's not it. Yeah, I had so much more hope for pineapple out of that. That okay. is so unfortunate. All right, welcome back to the Standing Desk Podcast. Uh, we got two seg- two two topics right here that are unbelievable, really. Um, two falls from grace, if you will. So I'll, I'll kick us off with the first one. Uh, you all know that we're all, we're, I'm not going to say fans, but we're intrigued by the internet personality known as the liver king. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eats bull testicles, works out hard every day, all natural, right? Uh-huh. So it recently came out, there was documentation release, uh, release that the liver king may not have always been all natural in his life. No. In fact, there was a provider of anabolic steroids that said he spent around $12,000 a month on these substances to beef his body up and help sell his supplements. That is what he wanted to do in these emails he was saying. And surprise, uh, he actually currently is still taking these steroids. He came out in a confession slash apology video um, and said, yep, it's true. I lied. Um, I have been, I have and still do currently take performance enhancing drugs and steroids. Has he even been needing the, we, okay, first of all, didn't we call this? Yes. I'm pretty sure we said this exact thing. Like there's no way he would look like this without steroid. Right. Yeah. And, and two, and- does he, so is he actually eating livers or is that also? A, a- no, no, he, he, he absolutely does that. So there's a tweet, I retweeted it without knowing the full context, just because I knew about Liver King, it was, used to be, you could trust a guy who goes on Instagram and eats an entire raw cow liver. Not anymore, though. <laughs> True, man. Exactly. And he, he was giving, like, some some context and some reasoning behind it, which I can appreciate maybe where his initial thought was, but of course the execution was awful. So his, his whole thing, his whole saying behind the liver King phenomena. um, So he was saying at first, like, you know, his, the idea behind it was, you know, he wanted to give people a, a figurehead or some sort of, you know, inspiration to look at, to get them out of like, you know, being depressed. And like, okay. he's like, you know, like, you know, 2000 people kill themselves each day, like whatever, like he was giving sure. statistics like that. And he's like, you know, he wanted to give them something to, you know, look at and like, you know, achieve like this primal lifestyle. And like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> if I, you know, I can be great and all that. Sure. You can either up your SSRI dosage or you can eat a cow organ. It's just yeah. like, what I do you mean? Which you one you two put? options live like a primal, like, and, and like, and like we were saying when we were first going over the liver King, like for the most part, the core tenets of 
what that he was describing were good in general. There was a mm-hmm. few of them that were super wonky out there, but in general, they were saying very positive things. Okay, I get where you're going with that. How did he not see the irony of saying, live like a primal, look like me, when he's injecting steroids, anabolic <laughs> steroids into his body? I That's going to, like, oh, man, I've been I've been being so primal. I ate the family dog, and I I, I, I don't have six-pack abs and inflated <laughs> traps. I don't know what's going on. I wish this were not the first time someone's done this and had this mental lapse. But, I mean, this is kind of like what Lance Armstrong did, bro. I mean, he had his whole, like, line yeah. of yellow wristbands. I had a few. Live strong, bro. When he was doing steroids the whole time. Yeah. Just fraud. Just fraud. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that that is true. I, it's interesting you bring that one up. Like, so it wasn't like everybody doping. <laughs> In cycling? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I mean, just, he's like branding it. Well, sure. He's profiting significantly off of off of doping that's probably like what yeah the underlying <laughs> yeah and it's interesting because like the Liver king tried to make the argument that the sales of his supplements had like the growth trajectory they had had stayed pretty much the same mm. you know even when he did introduce his liver king persona i'm like yeah that's probably true but what about the sales from all of your other merchandise mm-hmm. from your social media posts, from your appearances on podcasts and right. television and stuff like that. Like, are, do you not understand that like that all would not have happened if you didn't create this persona as well? Like uh, it's just so because he's not competing in anything. Is it okay or no? Because he's like, he's still lying about how he got here. I it, think so. I think is, it's, that's fucked up. I think, I think it is okay that he is taking them. It is not okay in the manner that he was presenting himself. If you are lying about um, the way that your body is presented, like, and that, oh, I did this all naturally. And, oh, yeah, by the way, here's also my supplements and stuff. Like, you're intentionally <laughs> yeah. misleading. It's false advertising, for sure. Exactly. Like, you should be honestly tried for fraud. Yeah. Or something. Him like. and SBF, bro, in the corner. <laughs> what a squad. <laughs> Sam Bankman free next to the liver. That would be fraudsters. And then their lawyer can be Daryl Brooks, and you know, it's just gonna be a grand old trial. That's right. So. It's just easy breezy. <laughs> and it's just like it's interesting because you can still have, I think, a lot of success while claiming, while not having to claim that you're all natural. Like there's this other fitness influencer. I hate calling him that because <laughs> I feel like he doesn't fit into the traditional world of that. Uh, his name is Noel on, uh, not Noel Miller uh, on uh, TikTok. That and he is like a he is a big dude. Like he is hulking. Mm. Like he doesn't look like super like roided out, but he's been like very upfront up and saying like, "Hey, yeah, I've used steroids in the past. Mm. Like here's why I did it. Here's like the pros and cons to me doing it." And then, he, but then he still gives like good fitness advice and like it's like all science based and stuff like that. So. Like he's been very successful. He's like a very big personality. He's making a lot of money. He also sells supplements and stuff like that, but he's honest about like his presentation. And I feel like it's just so different. Like it, it shows that th- this doesn't have to be the norm. Like people appreciate the transparency, like, and yet he still mm-hmm. chose to go down this route, yeah. which I get technically wouldn't fit in the brand if he <laughs> had claimed that, oh yeah, I'm a primal, but I also do <laughs> anabolic steroids. Well, primal fraud. Exactly. Like, 
I don't know, man. If we had cavemen doing anabolics, we would yeah. have so much faster. Right, yeah. Some lions in the jungle just shooting up real quick. Just taking lines of creatine. The creatine isn't even straight. Yeah, I can't. Creatine is perfectly legal. Tarzan <laughs> just snorting lines of creatine, dude. Right. You're telling me that that man did not figure out what the cacao plant could do before <laughs> anyone else. You're out of your mind. Yeah, right. Uh, and then we witnessed another fall from grace, like you mentioned. This one is on more Titanic levels. Um, yeah. This is the fall from grace. This is more heinous then uh, slap on the wrist unfortunately yeah, we uh our our, our boy our, not, no not our boy no no <laughs> kanye west we we knew this was coming the, this this discussion you mean yay formerly known as <laughs> yeah the art the artist formerly known as yay or whatever uh has officially gone off the deep end mm-hmm. he was has appeared on multiple different interviews throughout the last probably two weeks Mm-hmm. saying i like hitler saying mm-hmm. denying the holocaust denying the holocaust ever happened like, yeah continually saying things about jewish people being in a position of power that they're influencing the world the clintons are going to kill him mm-hmm. um what was i saw him on some other random podcast where this guy was saying which first of all this was a loony bin host this wasn't even alex jones this was some other <laughs> crazy like crazy wacko far right like conspiracy theorist like guy. nick fuentes kind of adjacent yeah because mm-hmm. um, he got you know he got dinner with trump and fuentes. Right. yeah that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> but <laughs> so the guy on this podcast was like well even though they're you know typically higher proportion of violent crimes you know when you meet a black person you you still treat them as normal you don't hold any prejudice against them and so uh, you know, Kanye, when you like meet someone and they're Jewish, like do you, you know, still treat them fine and like, you know, think that they're good. And Kanye was like, no, mm-hmm. or he was like saying like, yeah, I'm prejudiced oh. against them. Like just right off, off rip. So it's not even just like a position of power. Like, it's not even just like a, you know, there's like a few elite people ruling or whatever, like right. the, the most soft justification of what he's trying to do. It's just blatant anti-Semitism now. See, the fact that he made Alex Jones, like panic on his own podcast bro did you for- see that clip where he was like i'm blah, 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 blah. and yeah. like like impersonating i forgot who it was it was like jerome powell or some some like yeah, random, some random bureaucrat and like like impersonating him in this voice and wearing like this full like bape like zip hood yeah throwing it back to like oh wait and alex jones like yeah and, like for those of you that don't know alex jones repeatedly was saying that school shootings were like false oh, flag yeah. operations like they were actors like yeah he was recently uh charged or like forced to pay billions of dollars to sandy hook victims because he denied that sandy hook ever after right and he would like be in trial and like say like oh i'm sorry and then he'd go and do his podcast and roll his eyes about it and think it's like say it's like so stupid just like i don't know that no like just horrible stuff and he even was like, but, I mean, you, you even you can admit, like, you know, the Hugo Boss u- uniforms that the Nazis had were really cool. And that's what you like, because, you know, you're a designer. And then he's like, no, I like a lot that Hitler did. God damn, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is. <laughs> yeah, bro. Those I mean, Hugo think- Boss uniforms were sick. <laughs> what are you talking about? Again, just the, the worst justification. Bro. Like, Jeez. hey. 
Can right. you just, Connie, can you just say real quick for me that Nazis are bad? <laughs> I like Hitler. Like, I'm kind of in like a deep hole here with the legal system. Can you just like throw me a bone here? Like, it's just, he, I mean, he's absolutely crossed that line, I think, for me, where it's not being like for some people it's you're trying to separate the art from the artist right can i mm-hmm. still appreciate their music and listen to their music while they're maybe not the best person as an artist um mm-hmm. like or as like an actual person you know you're you're r kelly's of the world um you may not like our taste but you can still indulge in the standing dust playlist right exactly so things like that but i i mean he's this is certainly like you can't argue anymore that you have you can like oh separate the art from the artist or whatever like it's beyond that i think at this point I've had to burn all my Yeezys, bro. All of my baggy black hoodies. You know, it's been a great... No, but honestly, like, uh, I was listening to my Spotify rap playlist and Heaven and Hell, which was off of Donda. It came up on Shuffle. I love that song, bro, but I, I had to skip it. I literally, like, cringed at the fact that I was listening to Kanye. And I'm not trying to sound, like, woke or whatever like i'm holier than thou i I just like this guy sucks so bad it's like i don't want to even think about him right which is like it's like a a a point to make that like what two even two years ago it was like you know it's just kanye Mm -hmm. west he's just kanye doing kanye things whatever like still will happily listen to his music i'm still gonna listen to his album the first thing it drops but it's just like it's just gotten to that such it's just so interesting to see someone that so many people hold in such a high regard. Mm-hmm. And you can see like how powerful it is that now that he's saying these things, you can see people still supporting him, still trying to justify what he's saying and like agreeing with him more, which is, I don't know. It's, it's freaky to see. Yeah. It's uh it's scary. It's, it's cult. It's cult. Like, honestly, it's cultish, but like, it's not like they get anything out of it. You right. know? Like Kanye's never gonna know your name. Like, why? Right. Why are you worshiping this guy? And for what? Because of like this elite album he made ten years ago. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, it's... I love my beautiful dark twisted fantasy as much as the next guy, but I mean, that was ten years ago. I know people are joking. Like, wow, I can't believe that Kendrick Lamar made graduation and like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like where do you see this like coming to a point? Like it right, has, yeah. it has to climax at some point. What what is that point going to be? Mm-hmm. Or is he just going to fade off into a blue? You would think him saying "I like Hitler" is like the boiling point. You would think, or yeah. I'm going Death Con one or whatever. Death Con. What did he say? Going Death Con one on oh. Jewish people or yeah. something. You you think that would be the boiling point, but uh, I mean, here we are. He's still like getting platform because like, I don't know. I think he's like, honestly, he's running out of like heinous things to say. He's running out of like the worst things he could possibly say. So like, I don't know. I guess you could just think of like all the worst things you could put out into the universe. And then once he says whatever's deemed to be the worst one of those, that's probably the boiling point. I mean, do you think he's going to go to like prison? Do you think he's going to like no just just kind of fade off yeah i think people are gonna get bored of him i mean because yeah if if even like alex jones can't stomach this guy people are just gonna get bored they're gonna like think he's kind of kooky and then no he's gonna have no one to turn to i think it's just wild that like his whole thing is like the media is trying to silence him and there's you know he's trying to be subjugated in some manner yeah but 
this is happening because he's getting amplified by every single media outlet with everything that he's saying. Right. I know. Which like people will come back and say, Oh, but they're just showing you the bad things and not all the good stuff that he's saying also. And stuff that's true. Like, I mean, there might be just an 18th of a percent of truth to hit what he's saying about like larger interests playing into the way that celebrities live their lives, like the, mm-hmm. their contracts and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I can understand that, but like when it takes you to this point, man, I know you're just delegitimizing everything that you're saying. I will. I do want to say that. Uh, That's actually a good point. I do want to say like, you can have sophisticated arguments and like tough and say things that like the industry may not like, like how a lot of executives in the music industry and the design industry and anything really, they exploit um talent whether it be younger talent whether it be minorities etc for their own profit and usually the creator does not get a lot of that those those profits it's exploitation for sure i think it's okay to bring that up like that's definitely not okay i mean taylor swift had this whole debacle uh with the record label because this is why she's re-recording all of her songs because she saw a very small fraction of the profits for uh the songs she recorded but like, you don't need to bring like hate into it. Right. I, it's just like, it's just ridiculous. And like, it should, it should never be justified and it should never be like, yeah, he's saying these things, but yeah, but like, there's no, there's no, but here he, he doesn't need to say it. it it's not, um, it's not accurate first and foremost. And like, it's, it's just, you can, he's doing more harm than good. If you want to have like a good argument about the music industry and right. like the the toxicity of the top-down structures then do that but don't don't There's bring a different language yeah, into different it. way to have the conversation yeah sad sad it's gross it's whack i'm just listen to non-anti-semitic kanye. music yeah. feel free to listen to the standing desk podcast right. volume two it's kanye free it's kanye free uh all right thanks for listening to another episode um see you next week